Thrill Lunchbox is a direct-to-consumer platform that simplifies daily school lunch preparations for parents. It does this by offering a range of healthy, high-quality and exciting foods fit for any child in any school. It uses technology as a driver to provide personalized information that can support children with living better now and in the future. Check us out on www.littlelunchbox.co.uk Yeah, you know. It's your boy. Listen, I started out on the pavement Bitch, you thought I wouldn't make it Wondering why you ain't did it Cause you only work in that day shift Yeah, success is contagious We winners on regular basis A lot of y'all getting mad, huh? Like how we do it from the basement I ain't been getting no sleep uh, Lately I'm playing for keeps uh, Lately I'm out on these streets Been talking to God and welcome back to another episode of the Potin Podcast, a podcast dedicated to war people, motivating all of you listeners to go that one step further in your lives. I am your host, Takura, and today I am joined by a very good friend of mine and a very determined and tenacious entrepreneur. I'd like to introduce you all to Bronzy. Bronzy, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here and to be involved with what you guys are doing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. It's always a pleasure to have you. And I I know it's been a while since we last spoke but you know whenever we speak it's always a movie we always come up with a lot of brilliant ideas and discussions that I enjoy a lot yes I think me and you are very similar on a, a lot of wavelengths so it's always a pleasure catching up with you and it's great to see all the good things that you're doing as well absolutely man and for you I'm excited to see where you go with your business and I'll let you talk more about it when we get into the first question so you know we'll jump straight into it bro and you know can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself where you're from what you're currently doing and what you get up to in your free time so I'm originally from Malaysia and I came over to England back in 2011. I did a undergraduate at University of Nottingham studying food and I was really passionate. Well, I still am passionate about health and nutrition, but I wanted to have more of a creative outlet to create new types of functional food. So I decided to go more down the science route. And then after I left, I was advised to, you know, kind of get a job in a big corporate industry, get experience. So I ended up working for Nestle for about four or five years. That was a really good experience. I got to see like four or five different food factories. I got to work with a whole lot of different people. And then after five years, I thought, you know, there was something a little bit more that I wanted to accomplish. But I also realized there was a lot of knowledge gaps I needed to fill. So I decided to do my master's at Durham University. I did an MBA and I'm about to finish that in September. And after this, I'm probably going to go and try and open up my own company and see where that goes. Absolutely, man. And that sounds amazing. And you know, there's always the thrill of starting something new. You know, it's the optimism and excitement. You know, I'm really looking forward to seeing where you go with it. And you know, whether I can be a first customer, you know, when you open, you know, it's always good to support what we're all working on. And I'm happy to support you, you know, when you get started. So let me know when you're open and I will be one of the first people there. For sure. Well, to be fair, our main customer segment are parents. So unless there's something you want to tell the listeners at home. Uh... <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know about that, bro. <laughs> By all means, but 
we have plenty of food samples that we will be more than willing to share with you and you know anybody who's listening to this as well absolutely man yeah and i'm pretty sure the listeners would love to hear more about that you know so with that and i know you're working on a lot of things man you've come a long way so in that what would you say you know your passions are and what do you love most about them i think the biggest passion i would say is just around health and well-being i think there's nothing more uh, i think it was this quote from tony robbins who said health is the ultimate wealth and i really resonate with that because if you think about it a lot of people sacrifice their health for maybe monetary gain where they're working long hours in a job they hate for money that you know they don't even know what to do with so i think for me one of the greatest things and i'm really passionate about improving is just being better every day in that sense so being healthier having a, a stronger mindset to overcome adversity and challenges yeah so i think that's one of my biggest ones and plus you know from living a good lifestyle i can't explain how much good that does for your overall well-being your productivity and everything else in life so i'll say that's one of my big passions yeah absolutely man absolutely health is wealth so you know we've got to look after ourselves that's very very important i like that a lot man i can see you've built yourself a solid solid foundation and you've really built yourself you know it's always good to see your development along that journey and i'm really really inspired by that man and it's looking good for you and i know it's only going to get a lot better exactly health is the ultimate wealth so you know the next things the listeners and myself would like to know is who would you say has inspired you and made a positive impact on you so what comes to mind are a number of individuals for different reasons i'll first start with i'm not sure if you know him kevin hart he's a comedian he's very very famous i'm most inspired by his work ethic i don't know if anyone on here has ever seen his documentary on netflix but i've never seen a person work so much but also not not in a bad way to the point where they're run down and tired but someone who's so invigorated by their work who's so passionate by what they do and to me that's one of the most beautiful things in life to to almost wake up and be ready to go to work to want to make a difference and that's something i actively pursue so in in that sense that's one person elon musk is another big one and one of the main reasons i'm inspired by him is his vision you know back in 5 10 years ago he was talking about electric cars being the future of automobiles and everybody laughed at him they said it would not be possible it would not be economically viable and if you look at where he is now with his ventures spacex solar city tesla all of them are doing extremely well and most importantly they're making a really good difference in the world so his vision really you know the confidence to back himself up really inspired me and finally last but not least tony robbins that's another guy and what inspires me the most about him is the way he lives his life you know and i think he has this saying as well success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure that means that people who have achieved success but are always wanting more and are never happy with what they have to me what's the point then you know then you're always chasing something that you can never get and the way that you know he practices mindfulness the way he speaks is despite the time he allocates to his family and the balance he has on overall life it looks like that's a very good quality life so i would say those three for those particular reasons 
Awesome, man. And those are some really great examples you've given there. You know, I'm a big fan of all three and what they're working on. You know, I do want to say I'm excited and impressed by what Elon Musk has done and is working on and has achieved. I've also begun investing in his initiatives because I'm also a big believer in moving forward towards a more sustainable, cleaner and more energy efficient world. And now, you know, he's doing that. He's not just talking about it and he's doing it very, very well. And that's what I love most about him as well you know those are some really great examples and thanks for sharing them and i'm pretty sure everyone listening in will be like i want to check out these examples so i encourage everyone listening to go and check out these amazing role models and you know i'm pretty sure you will find some inspiration from them as well so on that bro what experience would you say you've gone through that has shown you that there's still positivity in the world and in people so for me there was a time in university where i hit an unfortunate roadblock And that was mainly to do with finances. And for anyone listening here, the cost of coming to study an international degree overseas is extremely expensive. You know, you're looking at, you know, close to 20 grand a year for three to four years. So somewhere shy of maybe 100K. And um, halfway through, family made some not the best investments. And I ended up with about a year's short of tuition fees. And this was really unfortunate for me because I was doing really well in uni and there was no actual support that the university was willing to give me. So what happened was a few friends of mine, well, a few parents' friends of mine decided to pool together and loan me the money. And this is, you know, Mm -hmm. they're loaning it to someone who's young, who has never worked before and someone that they is a bit uncertain whether they'll get their money back. And I think what was the most positive thing to me was the, the faith that they had in me, the trust and the belief. And the fact that they saw that with this minor investment, it could really help and secure my future. And looking back at it four years now, I've managed to repay my debts. I completed university. I worked for five years in the UK. And now I've actually gone back and refunded my own master's. So just from that small little act of uh, positivity and kindness, it allowed me to have another six or seven years of something I never would have been able to do otherwise. Absolutely, bro. And that's a remarkable story. Obviously, I've heard this powerful story once before. And even now when I hear it, it's still moving for me. And you know, you can see how much a little boost and support somebody can give another person. And I think the key thing is when you give somebody that extra support, whether it's big or small, you don't know how valuable that can be. And you could be boosting their confidence and their expectations exponentially, you know, like 10 times or 20 times more. And it's always good to hear examples like that. And I know you've come a long way from that difficult position and you've overcome all of that. And you're now at the pinnacle of starting a new venture with your business. This is an amazing example. And thank you for sharing that bro yeah and i think positivity creates positivity you know so just from me receiving i want to go out and give like i've been given to as well and i think that's so important with being human and something that we forget a lot in our day-to-day lives absolutely man absolutely it's very very important you know we maintain it i think at the end of the day the relationships we build and the relationships we have is what actually keeps us going you know and like you said positivity brings more positivity and once you're in that atmosphere you're only going to go and become more positive more optimistic and once you're in that mindset you're always going to want to try new things and open yourself up to new opportunities and i really like that exactly yeah. So, you know, moving on from that, bro, can you tell our listeners how you've overcome challenges you faced before? I know you mentioned a number of situations, right? And taken the time to overcome them. I think people always think overcoming challenges is like a magic formula. You do X, Y, and Z and 
you know, that's it. The pain is gone. But unfortunately, in reality, it depends on the individual themselves. Everybody has their own way of dealing with failure. And I think one of the main things that people need to grasp is that failure is inevitable, that you cannot make it through life without failing. And if you do, you're probably not trying hard enough. And once you get that in your mindset, and then you sort of realize that failure is inevitable, you start to look at it differently. You look at it like, I didn't fail a thousand ways. I found a thousand ways not to do something. And eventually, if you keep trying and trying and with the right mindset, success will also be inevitable. And another way that a lot of people can look at it is try to look at it in baby steps. So if you have a really big challenge in front of you, break it down into its uh, small constituents and tackle the problem bit by bit rather than looking at the big picture, which can be overwhelming. Yeah, look at it in parts. And I think that's one of the key things that really helped me. But as I said, depending on the person, everybody will have their own way of dealing with it. I'm not sure, maybe you want to tell some of your listeners how you deal with failure or challenges? So for me, I guess the first thing I do when I'm faced with the challenge is I try to think about it from a different perspective and not how I would normally look at it. So this could be by asking for help or asking for insight from somebody else who may not even know anything about the challenge I'm facing at the moment. You know, them giving their thoughts can actually trigger a new neural pathway of thinking for me, which helps when I'm brainstorming a solution because I've learned a different way of overcoming that challenge. And it's also about building that resilience, you know, not giving up. I'm always looking at the end goal as well, uh, not just the challenge that I'm currently facing. There's a lyric in a song written by Bugsy Malone, and he says, you can't look at a problem. You've got to look through a problem. And if you stop, you know, you're dying. So we always, you know, myself, you and the listeners, we know we always have to keep pushing. The challenge you're facing at the moment is temporary and you can and will overcome it. If you look at it like it's a battle and the war is life, as a way of looking at it. So any challenge you face in life is like a mini battle in life itself. So we need to win these battles in our own unique ways. And that's how I would normally approach a challenging situation and also give myself the time to think of a way of overcoming it because I think we put too much pressure on ourselves trying to force the solution relatively quickly. But 90% of the time, we won't come up with a solution that quickly. So we all need to give ourselves the space and the time. And, you know, once you've figure out a way of overcoming it, it's a lot easier because you've given yourself the time to think, you're processing things. A lot of the time we rush and we miss important details. And that's another thing. You don't want to miss anything important. So you want to take everything on board, then make a well thought out and balanced decision. Mm, That's a really, really good point. And I love the fact, and that comes back to how you look outward towards your challenges. So you look at others, you look at leveraging your network, whereas my approach is a lot more internal. You know, it's about my own, what can I control? So definitely a lot of things that you said that made me go, oh, actually, that's something that I can do more of. So thank you for sharing as well. That's really interesting for me. Yeah, exactly, man. And the whole essence of the podcast is for us to share our experiences and add and build on what we're ta- what we're working on. Because I have this saying, I don't know if it's been said before, but I like to think, you know, that instead of us being one dimensional, we can be multidimensional. So from the conversations that I have with you, the conversations that I have with other close friends, with family members, with anyone in the business world, you know, I'm taking things on and I'm learning 
so I'm adding a new I'm adding new dimensions to myself and I think that's a lot more important because once you become multi-dimensional you know you can adapt to any sort of situation and you're not in any sort of position where you feel stuck because you think okay this may not work but I think there may be another way of trying to overcome this stuff you're actively looking for other ways of completing tasks if one way doesn't work you know you could always try another way yep yeah man you know and i'm curious to know on that what you think is the most valuable thing about failure to me it's the is the opportunity to learn they they say failure is you lose or you learn and depending on the individual this only works if you know the person has genuinely tried to do their best and has genuinely pushed themselves and has failed it won't work if a person does a half effort job and then fails and then just resorts to the mentality of thinking, oh, you know, I didn't put in my best effort, hence I failed. So for me, that's one of the biggest things, you know, it's the opportunity to learn and if the individual will capitalize on that. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. Learning is the best way to go about it because you're learning what works and what doesn't. And if you're constantly in that process, you already know that if I try this, it will have a high likeliness of, of working. And if I try this, it may not actually have the same likeliness of working. So you're becoming wiser in a way that, you know, it also helps with your decision making. And that's really, really important. Yeah. And you know, when people say learn, well, I look at life as a learning curve. But when you say learn to a lot of people, I'm pretty sure their first thought would be school, college, university. But then the question I would ask them is what happens after that? You know, you've got this whole 35 years of living where there's so much opportunity to learn. Why do people almost like become very happy with their standard of living? You know, they go work a nine to five job, they live for the weekends. And I think that's something that needs to change a lot more. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You know, it's a case of reflection and it's whether you're happy with your circumstances because you don't want to be in a position where you get that nine to five and you get into something you're not really passionate about and you end up despising yourself for it. And that's the last thing you want to do. Exactly. So, you know, man, what would you say, you know, from all the things you've mentioned, you know, excites you about the future going forward? So, I felt like for a long time, I've worked up till this moment in time. You know, after I left uni, I really wanted to open my own business. And one of the reasons was not just the financial freedom, but the ability to really make a big change in the world and to do it in my own way. But because of the situation I was in, I was not really in a position to go down that path. And now that I've sort of ticked a lot of boxes off, you know, I've worked for a big company, I've gained experience, I've done my master's. I feel like I'm almost ready to venture out into this uncertain world. And to a lot of people, that might make them feel uneasy, or nervous. But to me, that's very exciting because, you know, for a long time, I've had a plan of, you know, how my career was going to be mapped out. And I realized, actually, I didn't enjoy that plan. and I wasn't happy. So I'm very happy, very excited to build this new plan, which is purely based around what makes me happy in life. What is my purpose? So I think that's what excites me about the future is the most. It's what can I really do now that I've got all this time in front of me and where's the ceiling? And that's something I'm very keen to push. Yeah, man. And I'm really, really happy to hear that in your answer. And it's really, really important. We do what brings us happiness because that's what keeps us going and builds up that excitement and drive to continue pushing on. I really like that. And I like what you're working on 
there are a couple of things that I would like to discuss with you offline that I'd like to bring you in on. On top of this podcast, it will be interesting to see how much more we can do in terms of collaborations, because I think that's one thing that excites me going forward, the possibility of collaborations and continuous learning, helping each other to grow and develop. And you know what? That's what excites me. That's what excites me personally. Yeah, of course, you know, and I think you've got a lot of good things lined up for yourself as well. You've got a good mindset, certainly a lot further than where I was at your age. And yeah, you know, helping each other out is what it's all about. Exactly, man. Exactly. You know, we progress together and I say this a lot and I like to think it's my saying, but it could be somebody else's. Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. Once you hear it, let me know. But I love the idea of progressing with people who are progressing because there's that age old saying, you know, the crowd you keep will be the person you become, right? So the environment and the people you're around, they rub off on you consciously and subconsciously and you end up adapting and taking on their habits as well. So I prefer... And I'm sure you agree, being around people who want to keep moving, learn more, engage more with society and take more risks, you know, venturing into new things. Exactly. I think there's a study, just to add on to your point, you are the average of your five closest friends. So that means that, you know, if five of your close friends are really positive or very determined, you are the baseline average of that. But on the other hand, if your five friends are very pessimistic, they view things as high risk instead of opportunity, you tend to fall into that mentality as well. And I think the older you get, the more you want to surround yourself with people who are going to elevate also, but also push you, you know, you want to surround yourself with people who are better than you. So you go, why? Why is it that person can achieve that and I can't? What am I doing different? What can I learn? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, when you reach out for help, for that help, you're learning another way to enhance yourself. You're developing even more because like I've discussed in previous episodes, you know, people are continuously growing, people are in a constant rate of development. So as you're taking on more knowledge and you're asking questions and you're around people who are doing better, you know, you're in that mindset saying, okay, what can I do better to improve myself and become the best version of yourself, which is the most important thing and be happy with that, but also inspire others because at some point people reach out to you. So I think a lot of successful people tend to refer to the people who came before them and inspired them. And it's going to get us consistently flowing because we constantly get that inspiration and it flows through like a pipeline. It's contagious, isn't it? It's a wonderful feeling and it's contagious. <laughs> yeah, it's contagious. Yeah, it's contagious. Yeah, man, I can't refute that. So, you know, so to add on to that, man, what would you say helps you stay productive and focused when you're completing tasks? So the, there's a couple techniques I use and obviously this is what works for me. So what helps me stay productive well, a technique I learned from a book called clustering. So a lot of the time when you're at work, I'm sure a lot of our readers get this, you check your emails constantly. And one of the reasons why is, you know, you're almost procrastinating or you're looking for a reason not to do a task. So now if I have any admin things like emails, I cluster them into certain time slots. So maybe 9 to 9.30, 12 to 12.30, and then once again at the end of the afternoon. That way, my mind isn't preoccupied with jumping in between tasks. I think there's a big study that shows that your mind has a certain amount of concentration points where if you keep switching between tasks, it zaps some of that. So I try and minimize that as little as possible. If I'm focusing on doing something at the moment in time, that is all that I'm focused on. Another really interesting technique is like called the Pomodoro method where, you know, you work for a fixed amount of time and then you take a break. For me, what I find is 40 minutes of work, and I mean really concentrated work, and then a 20-minute gap where, you know, I take a walk or I listen to a few songs 
or I just clear my head doing something different or I, I call a friend. And I think that's really important as well. A lot of people will work till the death. They will work a nine to five and then they'll work more at home. And they don't realize it's not a sustainable way. And what's actually happening is your productivity is going down, but the time that you spend on the task is going up. So those are two things that, that I do quite a lot as well. In addition to that is uh, setting milestones. So whatever I want to do in a day, I put down things that I hope to accomplish by the end of the day. And that helps me to, you know, have accountability and work towards this, those deadlines. So I would say those three things really help for me. Absolutely, man. And I like how you've complemented all three. I find that clustering one quite interesting because like you said, you know, we can be checking our emails during certain intervals. I think that's something I can do because I've never actually done that. I'm a person who constantly checks their emails like every hour. I could be working on something else altogether. So I think that's something I need to look at and take on board going forward. Yeah, it was. I got it from the Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. So this is a guy who went from a full time job to working four hours a week. He swears by it, and he still earns the same income that he used to. And I, I mean, a lot of people do this with emails, but you know, a lot for a lot of our readers, this will also be Instagram and social media. How many times do you just check your Instagram every ten, fifteen minutes? So. You can do it with anything. True, true, true. Absolutely, man. And I, it brings back a sense of control because you're controlling it and it's not controlling you. Exactly. I love that. Yeah, man. You know, so on the things we've talked about, a lot of things we've talked about with the challenges and what we do to help us and stay productive, you know, I'm pretty sure when we do all these things, there's a certain element of stress associated with it. So can you tell our listeners more about how you handle that kind of stress? So... I know I've spoken a lot about health and well-being throughout the podcast, one of my main passions. Genuinely, one of the things that helps me overcome stress is some kind of physical activity. And a lot of people think, oh, does this mean I have to go gym four or five times a week and I have to do this? No, that doesn't mean that as well. It could just be a simple, you know, 15, 20 minute walk outside, getting some fresh air, doing things that get your heart racing, get your cardiovascular system pumping, get all the blood flowing. And for me, that also helps to reframe my mind. I think that's a really big thing I learned over the past year. If I'm feeling stressed, I'm a lot more aware of how I'm feeling in the moment. And what I actually do is I just take five minutes to step away, reset my mind, and then re-enter the problem fresh, rather than just trying to hammer it home over and over again. Einstein, who, who said it nicely, you know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting to get different results. So for me, that's a big one, just stepping back, resetting my mind, and then re-entering the situation. Absolutely, man. You're opening up a lot more neural pathways and solutions. Subconsciously, you're thinking of new ways of overcoming that stress. When you take a step back, you're unwinding, you're relaxing. And subconsciously, you know, your brain is working on more innovative ways of overcoming the challenges that have you stuck. So when you do come back to it, you know, you get a lot more light bulb moments that helps you progressively complete one task. Then you move on to another and all of a sudden you're on a roll, you know, you're on fire and you're feeling motivated to keep ongoing and that's really really good yeah yeah and i think people don't realize that there's two types of stress there's uh the bad stress but there's also the good stress you know and that comes as i said from physical exercise it also comes from overcoming a challenge so you know the feeling you get when there's a challenge in front of you and you work through it and you come out the other side that reinforces a lot of good benefits for your mind and your body as well. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. You're encompassing everything. So you're taking the good and you're managing the bad. There's a balance. And from what you've said, you know, there's a balance there, rightly said. Exactly. Balance is life, isn't it? 
yeah, man, it feels like it. And I, I'm going to write it down because that's actually a very, very good saying. I'm going to write it down. That's a good saying, man. So on that, bro, what would you say are your strongest qualities, right? And which one of these would you love to teach somebody or pass on to someone who's interested in learning from you? Strongest qualities. Well, I'm pulling at straws here because I'll say, you know, there's a lot more that I need to learn and I'm certainly not where I want to be or anywhere close to perfect. But I would say this uh, consistent need to get better every day, which is also a gift and a curse. I say it's a, a curse because it's tiring, it's relentless, and it's something that you need to work on every single day, no days off. But it's so rewarding because small gains every single day and you know, across a year or two years, you have significantly improved from where you are previously. And I think it was uh, Einstein who once said he wasn't intelligent. He was only passionately curious. And that's something that really stuck with me. I I'm really curious how, you know, not just the world works, but how to get better, how to do things faster, how to do things with less time. And every single day I build that into my mindset. What can I do better tomorrow? than I did yesterday. So I think that's something if I had to share on would be a very strong mindset. And if you think about it, if you adopt that mindset, it's applicable to, you know, almost anything in life. If you want to get better every single day, that's going to help you in every aspect of your life. Exactly, man. Exactly. It's how we view situations and scenarios that will determine whether, you know, you break through them or you let them defeat you. I really like that. You got to have the mindset. You have to be prepared and you have to be willing to adapt to the situation. Then from there, you work out the best way to overcome that or get the job done in a way that's comfortable with you and suits your approach style as well. Because, you know, because we, we all have to uniquely find our own way of tackling the challenges we face. Exactly. But it also takes, I will say, it takes a very honest person. In order to really accomplish this, you have to be 100% honest with yourself, with your failures, with your weak spots, and you have to address them and not be afraid to be vulnerable about them. And I think a lot of people, you know, still struggle with that. Yeah, man, exactly. I can't disagree. And the first step is admission. Admitting is the first step to becoming better. If there's something you're lacking, the first step is to acknowledge that you lack it. You know, I'm, I'm not good at this. I need to invest and get better. And I think I've got a funny example for you, you know, so I'm not the best picture taker in the world. And I learned that when I went with two friends of mine to an airfield to take pictures with aircraft, because obviously aerospace is my passion and I share it with my two friends. I was taking pictures with my friends and one of my friends gave me instant feedback he's like yo your picture taking is horrible bruv and i was like whoa man i took a picture for you is it not nice he said no look at it i'm like wow actually i think he's got a point there i was like okay i need to seriously work on it work on my picture taking because obviously i'm not the best at that i would have never thought of that because you know it's not something you think about until somebody points it out to you you know it's like in line with the johari window so it's like things others know about you that you don't know and that kind of stuff so you know that's where i really learned that yeah and imagine you know someone telling you something about your feedback on something you're passionate and you've worked on for years that's even more heartbreaking and just to reiterate that's something that's happened to me many many times like it's happened to everybody who's been successful you know they've probably been shot down 100 times but people just see this small glimmer of success and they assume this guy's an overnight success you know yeah that's a big one 
Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. That is one. And it's like you said, it's how we take on that feedback because we use that as a stepping stone to improve and get better because that's what we use in everything we work on and we improve based on the feedback we get and also what we think our assessments of the things we are working on are, you know, are there better things? Are there better ways of doing it? You know, that kind of thing. I think this is something I've always thought about, always in a constant process of thinking, you know, can I do better with this? Can I add more? You know, is there another angle or new dimension you know of thinking so i'm always in a constant train of thought so i agree with you there bro so on that bro you know i know that we mentioned there's things that we want to learn so for you you know is there anything new you're looking to learn going forward uh one thing that i've been really fascinated about over the past year or two is when i started managing people and this is something that is going to be a life skill but it's learning how to really work and bring out the best in all types of people you know and i'm not just talking about people from different parts of england i'm talking about people from different parts of the world who each have such diverse cultural mindsets and ways of thinking that's going to happen in all walks of life you know you're going to travel the world, you're going to meet different people. And that's something I still haven't yet wrapped my head around and something I probably won't for another 5, 10, maybe even 15 years. So that's something I'm actively working on. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. And with that, it will take time. And as you practice more and more, you know, you will get better at it. And one day you'll become the master of that. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, bro, in closing, what inspiring words would you like to tell all of the listeners who've taken the time to listen to your episode today? So I would say for a lot of people, the lockdown has been quite a difficult time. I'm sure a lot of people are feeling quite down. You know, they haven't been able to do their normal routines or do the things that make them happy. But I would say to, you know, a lot of people who are not really particularly feeling their best and need a little bit of a boost, just remember that we're all human and we've all been down in the trenches before. But life is just about getting back up on the horse and, you know, falling down again, getting back up. And it's not about how many times you can get hit, it's about how many times you can get up. But I would almost end with the notion of you got to believe in yourself. And that's the most important. Even when no one believes in you, you have to remain and protect that belief in yourself. Because if that erodes or fades, then there's nothing left. And I think a big part of uh, what you said, thinking about it earlier, was use your friends and family as well. And I always think internally, so I'm going to pull some cards from your hand and say, you know, talk to your friends, share your vulnerability, you know, and that will allow others to share theirs. And in turn, it will create this positive environment where people want to get better. Exactly, bro. Exactly, bro. I love that. And I'm pretty sure our listeners will be ready to jump into something new and exciting that they've been dreaming about doing for ages, no matter how long it is. There's always a time to get into what you're passionate about. And investing in ourselves is the best investment you can ever make. Exactly. Yeah. So on that note, bro, we come to the end of another special episode here on the Potent Podcast. I'd like to thank all of you listeners you know, for listening in and reaching the end of the show. I'd like to thank my guest and very good friend, Bronzy, for coming on the show. Thank you, Bronzy, for joining. No problem at all, Potent. It's been a, a pleasure. And, you know, I'm glad to be part of something that I believe will help a lot of people. So, yeah, really, thanks for your time. And it's been a really good experience. Absolutely, bro. And I'm glad to have you, you know, and I'm glad to catch up with you. And it's always a special one when we catch up and we speak. So I really enjoyed it. Me too. Me too. And, you know, anything I can do for you, just let me know. Absolutely, man. And I'll let you know. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music and YouTube. Until the next time, be well and take care. Thank you for listening.
get beat up with MVG for G1. Lighting up, but we're not a match. Incredible when I do the dash. Incredible when I do the dash. With MBG for G1 Cause I'm C, stays in the yard by Lana Keeper I guess Gf up with sister Now I'm smoking my reefs Robbing bands like Percy Chocolate one, no Hershey's New boy, no jersey Throw trashy thirsty That girl's there for the mandem Chief with the oi Sound like an anthem Music by The Chief featuring OPFG and G1.